Welcome to Trade Finance Talks, a podcast from Trade Finance Global. During this series, we'll be hearing from global experts, as well as learning about the latest trends, technology and insights in the world of international trade and receivables finance. Episode 36. So I encourage banks to mine their portfolios for companies that are critical in the COVID fight. The trade finance program, not just at Asian Development Bank, but also uh, the World Bank's uh, International Financial Corporation, IFC, and UBRD, and the other the, the multilaterals. Um, the trade finance programs are excellent for crisis response vehicles. And the reason for that is that we've got so many live existing relationships with so many banks in so many countries. We've got those channels already in place through which to funnel support. I'm Dipesh Patel, editor at Trade Finance Global. Now, the impact of COVID-19 on trade finance is hard to fully gauge at this current point in time, as the situation keeps changing day by day. But the requirements for multinationals and development banks to step in has never been more important in keeping supply chains running. Today, I'm joined by Stephen Beck, Head of Trade and Supply Chain at the Asian Development Bank, speaking to us from Manila. Hi from Locked Down London. Welcome to Trade Finance Talks. Hey, Depesh, how are you? Hi from uh, Locked Down Manila. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your role and also the role of the Asian Development Bank? Yeah, uh, my name is uh, Steve Beck and uh, I head the trade and supply chain finance businesses at uh, Asian Development Bank, which is a, uh, a bank that was set up in 1966 to improve people's lives. And uh, there are 68 shareholder governments of the bank, as I say, the the mandate for the bank is not about maximizing profit, it's about improving people's lives. And part of that is ensuring that market gaps for financing in areas that are really important to development, like infrastructure or like uh, trade, are closed as much as possible. And that's a really important role that uh, development banks play, like Asian Development Bank is closing these market gaps so that we have the, the sort of growth and, and jobs that lift people out of poverty. And in addition to the sort of more economic uh, and sort of financial side, uh, the bank is very active in uh, issues like uh, sustainability, uh, gender equality, and, uh, and a variety of others, all of which that lead back uh, to the, uh, the sustainable development goals. Thanks, Stephen. And we hear very regularly from you. I think we spoke last time at Cybos, actually and also more, more recently around some of your recent reports. Cybos, you called me a geek. That hasn't changed. <laughs> Let's start with an overview of global supply chains. And given that COVID-19 stemmed from China, the second largest economy in the world, can you talk us through, first of all, the importance of China, both on global supply chains, but also across some of your member countries? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, everyone's concerned about supply shocks as well as demand shocks, right, in, in the current environment. As you said, you're on lockdown, I'm on lockdown here. Of course, people in, in China have been on, uh, in lockdown. Seems like they're starting to come out of lockdown, which is very encouraging. It's a real concern, for sure. You know, China is a 
you say, it's a huge economy, a very important part of the global economy. It's also a very important part of the supply chain for medical supplies and COVID-fighting goods. It's, uh, you're absolutely right. It's a very important component part of the global economy. Thank you. Let's talk now about some of the actions that ADB are, have recently announced in the fight to combat COVID-19, particularly around the 200 million supply chain finance facility. Can you explain what that is and how that will work for the organizations that you're supporting? Yeah, Dikesh, you're referring to the announcement we made a um, week or so ago about the supply chain finance program and how we're dedicating $200 million to support companies that are critical in the COVID-19 fight. So by that, I mean companies that, uh, that produce and distribute critical goods like test kits, N95 masks, ventilators, these kinds of things. And so we've been in touch with a number of banks to partner in finding these companies and maximizing whatever support they need in order to ramp up their, their production of these critical goods. So it's really important that we draw in our private sector partners in uh, identifying these companies and uh, delivering support. So Stephen, mapping the supply chain is also probably quite important here, particularly given the complexity of supply chains when it comes to medical equipment and testing equipment. Is ADB doing anything here? Yeah, absolutely. In the process of sourcing these transactions and looking to find the companies that are critical in the the COVID-19 fight, what we've come to realize is that no one has mapped the entire supply chain for these critical goods. And I mean the entire supply chain that goes through all of the component parts, including you know, sand or water or whatever it is that's required to produce one of these, uh, one of these goods, whether it's a test kit or, or whatever it is. Um, and so uh, we're feverishly now trying to map that supply chain with all the, the companies that are involved in each component part of producing and distributing uh, these critical goods. And once we've mapped that out, we want to uh, to publish this so that we can marshal the full energy and abilities and resources of the private sector to join uh, this fight in a a maximum way and and pitch in fully, as, as I know they desperately want to. But I think there's this dearth of information around the supply chains that if we can fill that information gap, We'll do a great service and uh, be able to rally around that information and and, uh, channel support where it's needed. So let's say we've mapped out the supply chain, the entire supply chain for the production N95 masks. Is Asian Development Bank able to support differing perhaps financing or payment terms in order to combat some of the problems which suppliers are facing right now, which is the sufficient guarantees from their banks or perhaps dealing with uh, delays in getting documents due to all of the disruption around COVID-19 at the moment? Well, absolutely. I mean, we bring a whole array of financial products, both on the supply chain side and all all aspects of uh, supply chain finance, as well as trade finance, medium and longer term finance outside of trade and supply chain. And we've also got 
a great ability to marshal other partners, uh, co-financiers, wherever needed. So I think it's really just a question oversimplifying things, but it's a really important part of, of uh, addressing this, this huge problem is to zero in on these companies and bring all of the financial uh, sort of might that we and our partners have to the fight. Thanks, Stephen. And what would be your message to the trade finance community in terms of pulling together right now? And how can they work with ADB right now? First of all, I should mention that uh, while we're in lockdown, we are fully functional. We've been doing a lot of transactions since uh, the headquarters was closed and we started moving uh, and working uh, uh, remotely. The team has been fantastic. And I think a lot of your listeners will be able to attest to the fact that we've been able to turn around transactions with our usual efficiency, even though we're operating uh, remotely. So that's the first point I'd make, uh, totally open for business and doing a lot of it. The second thing I'd say is that we are in the process of moving a paper through the board. It should be approved in a very short period of time. We're uh, bringing $800 million more into the trade uh, business. We're going to have an overall limit that we can assume at one point in time of $2.15 billion. So we've got additional resources, firepower there. And very interestingly, I don't know if this has ever been done before, and this alludes back to your question about you know what sort of financial uh, products and, uh, and other resources can we bring to support companies. The board is um, very likely to approve, or well, we spoke with them earlier on this week, I think they're enthusiastic about this measure, approve in emergencies the trade finance program being used for domestic transactions as well. The trade finance program, not just at Asian Development Bank, but also the World Bank's International Financial Corporation, IFC, and EBRD, and, and the other the multilaterals. The trade finance programs are excellent crisis response vehicles. And the reason for that is that we've got so many live existing relationships with so many banks in so many countries. We've got those channels uh, already in place through which to funnel support into the banking system. So that's going to be a really, really uh, useful tool that we're also going to be able to uh, deploy in this fight. So you know, we're, we're excited about moving forward and, and making as big a contribution as we can in partnership with, uh, with all of the, the great uh, banks and insurers and others we work with on a regular basis. Can I go into, can I ask you to go into a little bit more detail on the exact benefits that the banks would see as a result of this additional capital? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as we see increased uh, requirements for support on, uh, on guarantees, on loans, and the event that liquidity becomes tight, we're going to be able to meet that. That's really what that means. And in we're another part of our role that I think is really important is that we're in constant contact with banks around the world and certainly in our developing member countries to monitor the situation. And as you said in your opening remarks, the situation is extremely fluid and the crisis can move into different phases. We're not into a financial crisis at the time we're talking right now, but we're poised to react in the event that medical crisis turning into an economic crisis, turning into a fiscal crisis, that all of that unfolds, we're, we're poised to react. What measures can ADB take right now 
to potentially avert a financial crisis. Are there any big, bold moves such as quantitative easing, perhaps? We've got a lot uh, to bring. We've got this uh, 200 million uh, supply chain finance facility that's going to zero in, uh, that is zeroing in on uh, critical COVID fighting uh, companies. Once we map these supply chains, we're going to be distributing that information, uh, publishing it so that uh, banks around the world and other investors can join the fight and uh, provide support where it's needed to increase supplies of critical goods like test kits and ventilators and masks and so on and so forth. We've got 800 million more going into the trade finance program to provide uh, more guarantees and funding for trade. But in addition to that, in addition to that, we've got, we're going to have now over the next couple of weeks an ability to use the trade finance program to support domestic transactions. And that could have a really big impact on uh, supporting banks uh, to support uh, companies in our developing member countries that are facing a lot of strain coming from what hopefully will be just a short-term shock on the supply and, and demand side. So we're hoping that all of these different instruments will help us ride out what, what's going to be a short-term shock. We're monitoring the situation extremely closely. As you said at the beginning of uh, our discussion, the situation is extremely fluid, but we're in constant contact with banks around the world and certainly uh, in, in Asia to monitor the situation and when, if, where additional products and resources are required, we're going to be here to react. Are banks forced to accelerate their journeys towards digital paperless trade now as a result of this situation? Absolutely. I think that's a really good point. And in the midst of everything that's going on, I mean, it's so difficult for for people to process because it's having such a huge impact on their working life, their personal life, every aspect of, uh, of our lives. If we can just step back for a minute and, and ask ourselves, how can we, I mean, this may sound perverse, but how can we make the most of this situation? You know, there's that saying, never, never let a good crisis go to waste, right? But as perverse as it is, there is a lot to be said for that. And I think that when we look back on this experience, and as we go through it, hopefully, we can seek to advance a lot of initiatives that are really important to enhancing trade, growth, global connectivity, I think you're absolutely right. I, mean, I think the, the digital element here is clearly, I think this crisis is going to move the, uh, the digital agenda forward because now we're, you know, we're all communicating digitally. We're doing business digitally. And I think we realize the critical importance of digitizing trade. Thank you, Stephen. So I guess my final question is, what advice would you give to some of your partner banks currently trading in this current situation? particularly if they're facing challenges around tightening in the market, a change in risk appetite, et cetera? The first thing I'd uh, encourage, um, and I've, we have been talking with a lot of banks about this, I'd encourage banks to mine their portfolios for companies that are critical in the COVID fight, companies that are manufacturing or distributing goods that we need to address the, the crisis, like the test kits and the ventilators and masks and so on. Second of all, I'd encourage the banks to be flexible with each other and also with uh, clients. Patient and flexible and cooperative with each other 
then I think that the chances of this economic crisis moving into a financial crisis, I think that the risk is, is somewhat mitigated and you know, we're, we're at ADB and, and elsewhere starting to do some thinking around how maybe we can look at sort of grace periods and so on for repayments along the whole sort of financial and then into the real supply chain to sort of try to ride out what hopefully will be short-term shock and not translate into a financial uh, crisis. That's the second thing, that flexibility and cooperation. And to talk to each other a lot. Now, that would be the third thing. I mean, we're in very close contacts, as I said, with banks. And, and if banks are experiencing uh, problems or they, they have ideas and so on, to reach out to us and to other multilaterals and to, to act in a coordinated uh, sort of manner. Thank you very much, Stephen. I think it's so important for the trade finance community to really come together, cooperate, innovate, and really look out for the key companies, particularly within the supply chains, who really do need the support of their banks right now to deliver and to ensure that they continue helping and supporting those in need during the time of the COVID-19 crisis. Stephen, we'll catch up soon. Take care. Thanks very much. All the best, Akash. Thanks for listening to Trade Finance Talks. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts at tradefinanceglobal.com. 